You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I'm hot, before you even ask. I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> you know this. It already. is summer, it is Missouri, you will be hot. No, this is the first time in my grown life, in the time that I pay my own fucking bills when I've decided not to turn the air conditioner on for a while and I'm regretting it. Then I don't like it I'm thinking about it very seriously. However, then I look at the bill. It's way different <laughs> with and without the air conditioner. So yeah. I'm gonna have to decide. I think your bill would check I think you I think if you use an air conditioner for in a like a month span, your bill's about three hundred dollars, right? Uh, no, it's about two sixty. And then if you don't use it it's about seventy dollars. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's a huge difference. But it's a huge difference. But then to... sitting here, you know, I'm a grown ass woman who I work forty eight hours a week to pay my bills, and I come home and be miserable, and I'd rather be in my car with the air conditioner on or at work. Then you should spend your money on air conditioning. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a try, just like I gave the cold a try in the winter. Then I got used to that. Oh, as a lot of people do, you buy one of those window units or one of those mobile units. It's and the just same. Put it it's in the, the same. Room. Takes up a huge amount of electricity. I'm sure it doesn't take as much as a whole doesn't house. Doesn't matter. It's the same. You might as well turn your air conditioner on and keep it at a high temperature than to buy one of those because that just drains your electricity. Uh-huh. Plus, they're really noisy, and your computer right now is really noisy, and you know that drives me insane. So I have to just well, balance you've got out. Too many, too I got to balance things. out. I have two things. I don't like annoying noise, and I don't like sweating down so, my butt crack. So when you get it while I'm sitting at my computer so, in my own house. So if you put a fan on, you don't like the noise the fan makes. Depends. Okay. We have a nice quiet. Well, you bought enough. No, that's not blow. That's a computer. That's blowing out hot air. That the fan that I'm you saying bought this the noise week. of it, the fans. No, you don't the noise like of, of the fan that you bought this week is fine. When you put it on low and it's just enough air, that's fine because I can barely hear it at all. So that's cool. That's fine with me. Not that. Well, there you go. Fans is what you need. Just loads of fans everywhere. No, that defeats the purpose of the noise. You don't understand things. No, I'm saying if, you do, if fans so don't... So loads, of, loads if, of fans make more noise. No, I mean just in each room. Like all over the house, so they blow everywhere. I'm not in every room. No, I mean... I only need it where I am. No, it cools it down overall, doesn't it? If you put fans in different rooms. Then I'm so using electricity to cool the house, which is to be Fans don't use much If I bought 12 fans and left them on 24-7. The, I, I've got a thing that measures how much fans use, and I tested it on that one yesterday. You can run that fan in there on high for a whole 365 days for... I don't know. $1.20. I disagree. No, true. Because that, that is our... Um, it's exact to our how much they charge uh, for electricity. I don't trust that. I'd have to look Cause it up. Because there's nothing to a fan. It's got. It's just spinning around. There's nothing to it. We'll see. Well, I'm not going to do it, but... I mean, in any PC, there's four or five fans spinning around. So this isn't the, the before-the-after-the-show discussion. This is an actual live discussion. <laughs> so, um, it is Saturday, May the 28th. This is after the show number 429. I think I got it right this week. 429. And the nine is awesome because the movie is called Triple Nine, and it's uh, a movie about three nines, and it is a 2016 movie. It's released on Blu-ray on May the 31st, so that'll be this week, right? This upcoming Tuesday, you'll be able to get it. So we're looking at it a little bit early. It's rated R. It's from our friends at Universal and uh, Sid Talk. You can give us the synopsis of the movie, Triple Nine. It's a heist kind of a movie about crooked cops and uh, crime lords. Really? Yes, it I'm is. 
pull this up a little bit. So, um, the, do we, you know, we're going to spoiler this movie, because you can't really talk about this movie without it being spoiled. So, uh. Yeah, because there's a lot about it that you wouldn't, that, because really we didn't discuss. know anything about it, yeah. it was good. Like, you don't know any of the twists or the turns, if there are really any. It's pretty upfront. So I would say, firstly, if you're into, like, heist slash action type uh, serious movies. Crime. It's not like Die Hard. It's not like a tongue-in-cheek thing. It's a serious, gritty, I was thinking it's like if um, Training Day and Bad Lieutenant had a baby. And Heat. Throw a bit of Heat in there as well. Heat wasn't cops, was it? It's just criminals. No, but the just the vibe of heat, like the dark. Something about it's all about bad cops and bad corruption, really, throughout every system that we encounter, and uh, using that to your advantage, basically. Yeah. So there will be some spoilers. So if you've not seen Triple Nine and you want to see it, tune away now and come <laughs> back later. So, um, what did you think of Triple Nine? I really liked it. And I knew nothing about this. It's a surprise to me. I was. We get Blu-rays in the mail, right? And uh, sometimes, never judge a movie by the cover. Anyway, this is a terrible cover. Um, but it's one of those covers where, because there's loads of famous people in it, like most movies, there's pictures of all the people. It might have been clever if they put nine faces. That's not clever. But uh, they didn't. But the cover looked boring in one instance and and, I, and then the bottom half of the cover I was like ooh heist I like heists so it kind of drew me to it I knew nothing about it even I've never even seen a trailer for it so uh, you loved it even if you didn't see the trailer I did that was really um, compelling from the first time you meet everybody and one of my favorite things about it not only did I like the characters not like like them as a good human being, but like how they portray these people. But as, instead of a crime movie where it's like, you know, all about don't hurt my children or my wife, we have an aunt on one side and an uncle on the other who are protecting oh, yeah. and love their niece, their nephews. And I found that really compelling because I am an aunt. I'm not a mother. And so... The links that these people will go to to protect their niece, their nephews in this case, and the that parental thing they have for them, I think is uh, it's really good to add to a movie when you don't. I mean, there is also children of some of these characters, but that was like a main theme. Those are the two main um, combatants, really, removed from each other, but essentially they were at the top of the heap on both sides, the good and the bad. And they both had nephews that they were... It was kind of the heart of their motivation for what they were doing. So I thought that was really good. Yeah, and when how this movie opens, from the opening... From, right from the beginning, it, it starts with a heist. You'd be in love with it. In fact, one of the biggest heists in the movie is at the beginning of the movie. Because you said, oh, I, I forgot about that part. It was right at the... Because it shows you it on the... Exactly. At the end. And you were like, oh, I forgot about that. It's but, such a journey. The whole movie is such a... So there's a lot going packed. on. Yeah, yeah, really good. But the heist at the beginning, and I love heists, and it's really a quick heist. It's not like... You don't see the planning of the heist and all the tricks. It's, it's basically an in and out kind of job. But it's so well done. And there's a scene where they're on the, f- on the road afterwards. Is it the freeway? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Spoilers. The cover shows you this. Anyway, 
but um, you know when you steal something from a bank and they have those paint uh, smoke paint slash things to ruin all the money one of those goes off inside the car yeah and covers the whole car in like red smoke and they can't see a thing and there's people there's civilians getting in the way and the whole thing was like awesome it was you're just like whoa this is how it starts and then you kind of go on from there and there's more heisty type things late well there's one later on another heist later on in the movie but the standout scene for me in this whole movie and it's just awesome it's full of awesome things but there's a bit in the middle where casey affleck's character they go to they go to um bust somebody and it, they're with a SWAT team and they've got all the riot gear and Casey Affleck's holding a shield. He's like at the front of the pack. And he's giving the orders as he goes through all the rooms and telling people what... And it's... I felt like I was with it. Like it, yeah, yeah. You've, I, I was like, wow, how scary would one of these things be? Because oh, I know. you go off to the left, you go off to the right, I'm in the middle, and any moment you can just get shot in the head. Yeah, having a, having a vest on. No. Only protects yeah. that little section of you, which, fair enough, you don't want to get shot in the heart, but you also don't want to get shot in the brain. I know, and he's got this shield <laughs> in front of him, and the, the gun gets fired into the shield a few times. I'm like, wow, those things are bulletproof, because it just t- they just take it. Like, yeah. But imagine being stood holding a piece of metal and somebody shooting a gun at you. And know? that's all that's keeping you from being And not pooing your pants, because like, yeah. it's because <laughs> it would be insane. And that whole scene... It takes was, a certain kind of person. It's like, it's, it's like you're on the shoulder of Casey Affleck, and you're just following him through this building. And then it comes out the other side and there's a big shootout. It reminded me of um, intensity level. The second season of True Detective, where they have that big shootout in the street mm. in the middle of the uh, season, where it was really cool. Like They're all on the street and the bus comes. and the, Or is it a tram? It's a big shootout. It reminded me of that because it was like, it felt real, like super real. They cut all the music and everything, so it just feels like you're with some dude walking through a building. But... That was the best scene for me. In case the detective was a live incident, real incident. <laughs> well, it's true detective. <laughs> all based on a true story. As if. <laughs> so yeah, there are some awesome action scenes in this movie. Really well filmed. Anything to do with guns in this movie, where there's guns being shot, it felt real to me. Not like super Hollywood guns. Like in in like say let's say a Michael Bay movie when people are firing guns. It's kind of like really weird, loud, and like it's just glamorized a bit. In this, it, it just feels to me like, oh, it's just people shooting real guns. Like the, the, the noises are I wouldn't aren't know my references, really. I've heard a few guns fired in real life, but not enough to know. Some of them even felt like super subdued. Like there wasn't really much to them. They're just like, pff, 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 but you can see the bullets flying out. So it, it just felt more to me real and not. You know, they don't go silly like doing slow motion of anybody or no. anything. It just feels like you're following. I've never seen this on HBO. There's a show called The Wire. I've heard a lot about The Wire, and I know I would like it. I just can't get into nine years of it. It's 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 a big commitment. I've seen singular episodes of The Wire and thought, oh wow, this is really cool. This is what this reminds me of. It's like this gritty. Even though you haven't seen it, I've seen episodes <laughs> on HBO at night when it's just been on. I've sat and watched an episode and thought, wow, this is really good. But I don't know what the fuck is going on. But it seems like a real thing. It's all about The Wire. It's like this in the gang neighborhoods and stuff. And these gang people in this movie seem like real people to yeah. me. They didn't seem like actors. Maybe they are actors, I don't know. If they are actors, they're good. Yeah. So it felt authentic. I think that's my thing. The, the entire time. You know, it does have some movie-style... Sure. You know, characters in there. You know, a bit larger-than-life people. Woody Harrelson and uh, 
I was going to say Sharon Stone, Titanic lady. Uh, they're kind of larger, they're larger than life movie characters to me. But, and they're they're something where I was like, well, are there people like that? They have to be. There's get, people like everything. Yeah, come on. But um, as far as like how grounded it is, and the the actual plot is really good too, and it's full of twists and turns. I wouldn't spoil the twists and turns for anybody. So it's funny that you think they are bigger than life characters, and you question whether they would exist or even have a fraction of reality. But you're not talking about the cop guy who says, "I have no problem killing a cop," just just like that. And he does over and over. He doesn't mind killing anybody for anything. But that person doesn't jump out at you Mm-mm. as unrealistic. No. But these two people, because their outfits kind are a little of, bit outrageous yeah. and they're a little more focused. So that's interesting. But, interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's this bunch of... Well, you get you get told right off the bat, pretty much, don't you, that they corrupt cops. After the heist, you, you immediately know yeah, the seems, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's very upfront. Yeah. There aren't any twists and turns except for the characters. Right. You know everything. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're told immediately. The one guy has a what kid. the motivation and everything. Yeah, you it. understand very quickly why everybody's doing what they're doing. There's no, like, secrets. That's, I like that, because you're expecting it, right? Because that's how we're trained. To expect, like, oh, that, maybe she's an undercover cop or something. Yeah. But there's none of that. It is all straightforward. And the only people who are don't know what's going on are the characters in the movie. And the way they have to find out is bringing the different sections all together. Which I really, I really admire that. Yeah, I think it's, like, not... That's why it comes across better than the usual action movie. Because it is slightly off how everybody else does it. In, in a story writing kind of way because uh, there's no like at the last it, there's no like oh in the last act uh, turns out the bad guy is a cop or, or, or just some really ridiculous like out there thing just to make you go oh it's not like exactly it's more like oh well this really could happen it's like in the first was... 10 minutes you're like oh okay yeah. there's not gonna be any like and there are don't but get me wrong there, there is twists towards the end but they're just character twists like a character might not... How they figure things out and, and the choices they make, but not who they made are. made against another one might not be what you expect. And there are moments where I went, oh, really? Like, that is happening? Um, one particularly early on, plastic bag time. I was I was shocked by that. Yeah, you know, me that too. Like a twist me to too. Me. I was like, really? No, can't do that now. <laughs> so, um, anything that stood out to you? Like... Uh, Anything, any particular moments you enjoyed more than others? I thought in the car with uh, uh, Chuatal Chuajol Chuajol I know it's terrible that I can't say his name yet we've been watching him in movies for how many years? 20, 20 years almost um, him and Jesse from Breaking Bad because Aaron I think Paul. Jesse is the I told you he's the low man on the totem pole when it comes to quality and performance everything but in that moment it's a really, really claustrophobic. It's this guy deciding he's going to go through with everything, the Etchewal guy. And this guy not wanting to do anything, but him being pissed off at himself because he's going to do it. And pissed off at that guy for pointing out that I shouldn't be doing it. And there's this like burst of like, oh shit. And they both, I think, that was one of my favorite. Um, I actually think, though, the scene in the restaurant. Where she's explaining to him, she's smoking her cigarette, and she's showing him pictures on her phone. This is the bad lady. The bad lady, yes. Uh, Kate Winslet. And she's just, you can tell she's maniacal, 
Yeah, she didn't really give a she, shit. And then what it made me think was, because she's explaining to him why his son isn't there, and blah, 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 and then showing him that she has sent his little son far away, just in this calm, oh, look at the pictures, look how cute he is, and here's the thing I want you to and get And when you've me. done the business, everything will be And I don't care who you've killed, I don't care what you've done, this is what I want, and the, what's interesting is the whole theme, and I think we find this, it's really buried in most movies. Because we think it's about money or the big diamond or the big heist. But both the Woody Harrelson guy and her are all about their family. She wants her husband back out of prison in Russia or wherever he is. Russia. Yeah. And he wants to just protect his nephew. Mm -hmm. And that's really all it is. Now, she happens to live the life of luxury and she has a lot of power. But ultimately, she's willing to do all this shit just to have her family back. And I think... That makes me really interested. Yeah, and um, cinematography is really good. Really good. Um, especially the action scenes, it's obvious this You're guy... You're just right up in there most of the time. Yeah, whenever like they blow like a door off a um, vault, and it, <laughs> the noise it makes like makes your ears ring, and there's a gunshot against yeah. somebody's oh, head. Oh, that's it feels so terrible. Like, and it, even they carry on that scene with like weird sound, like a... Um, Keep keep thinking Sharon Stone. Like you're in a Kate box. Winslet's voice is like um, you're putting a thing over your ears yeah, and you're talking like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some cool sound effects. There's some cool. Uh, it's the way it looks is really awesome. I think it's kind of washed out. It's um, now there's a lot of violence. Yeah, it's pretty violent. But the thing is, some of the worst violence is only implied. Yeah. And there's a spoiler for you. Again, if you haven't seen it and you don't want any spoilers, then don't listen. But there's one scene. Where she stands in her very gorgeous, very high dollar outfit and her hair is perfect, you know, just like you would imagine a mob boss wife would be. Standing with her arms crossed and they open a trunk door and there are two people in there. A woman and a man, scared to death, covered in blood, duct tape over their mouths. And you're like, oh shit, you know what, she she going to get some information out of them? Or is, are they going to shoot them in the head? Nothing Why are happens. they covered in blood, we think? Nothing that? happens to them. Well, I just figured they got beat up, right? Nothing's happening. She looks at her henchman. He holds up a baggie full of teeth that are all bloody. Like all teeth. All the teeth. She barely nods her head. He throws the teeth in the trunk. And the woman's face is like, what now? Like, what now? They close the lid. You never know what they're... Never Never, know why. You don't know what. And then you see them again in a big plastic bag going off in a meat truck. You just know that (laughs) they're not to be messed with, these Right, but that's like you feel more menaced than... For example, we just talked about Bond a couple weeks ago. That... You know, what's his face? Spectre. I was going to say Oedipus. Blofeld. Blofeld. <laughs> Oedipus. Mm-hmm. Blofeld wasn't menacing. This lady, because you know that she can make that happen, that was scary. And that was one of the things at the beginning. I was, I kept saying, I, I was thinking to myself, okay, so these cops, these corrupt cops are into this Russian mob thing. And I'm like, why don't they just tell her to fuck off and arrest her? But then I'm like, uh. when they showed you the teeth bit, I was like... Uh, she's not to be messed with like, she's at got all. reaching right. hands for yeah. every direction you know she's in the cops already so if you're one of the cops working for her there could be another cop who put a bullet in your head <laughs> who also is working for her so at first I was like really why are these cops playing along with it because they do a heist for her well they're also getting paid well yeah true yeah. Well, they do this heist for her and then they don't want to do another heist they make it clear they're saying to each other don't want to do it anymore let's just leave it at this and then she comes up and says I, I need you to do one more thing. 
And then they're like, oh, fuck. And I was like, why aren't they just, like, putting a bullet in her head in the middle of the night? That, that'd that be the way to get rid of this. But she's not, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's... When you see that teeth bit, I was like, well, that's why. Because she'll be after their families got, yeah. and everything, like, you know? Yeah, if she's got people who are willing to do that and she doesn't even touch them. Yeah. She doesn't physically have to do it herself. So but then, she, who knows, they might be afraid of her husband. Because obviously he's ruling the roost from prison, but still. So, so this is a huge cast. We're going to the cast. I mean, this is a movie with faces you will all know and recognize all the time, you know? It's an ensemble thing. So Woody Harrelson plays Jeffrey Allen. What did you think of Woody Harrelson? I liked him because, other than the th- thing with his teeth, but then you explained... He was playing act. a character. He was doing right? a little bit, but then it would go away sometimes, so yeah. I was fine with that. But I bought into his... I could tell his whole story without being told. He was a really good cop. Obviously, his sister is dead. He's a bit his tired. nephew is the one that he's watching out for, and he's, like, beloved by his little great-nephew. Yep. He's on drugs. He doesn't give... He's like bad lieutenant. He will go with the perp in the car in the back of the police car and smoke a joint or whatever he was doing. And... Doing some crack. Yet he's got something that he's clever. Still good as a cop. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's maybe got nothing else to live or die for. Yeah, he seems very tired and over everything. That's how he felt like. And I felt... I got that. Oh, from his the, the thing in I said this rousing speech he gave I thought that was really good. yeah his speech <laughs> was not the normal speech you would it's not hear. like a TED talk it was more like ugh you could feel that at some point he had a very strong influence as a cop and now everybody knows he's kind of it know. really made me want to watch the first season of True Detective again because Woody Harrelson oh, yeah. in that another he, cop he plays another it's not quite the same. But it's still a bit tired and kind of done with shit. Kind of. By com- the way, when I say bad lieutenant, I don't mean the new one. No. I mean the one with Harvey Keitel. You don't mean the Nicolas Cage one? No, I mean the... Even though the original. Nicolas Cage one is a remake of the original one. I know, but still. I never yeah. saw it, so I can't speak to it. But the original was like, holy shit. It was one of the first movies I think, I remember thinking, wow. I'd seen that a long time ago, and I said to you, we've got to see Bad Lieutenant if you've never seen it, because it is really the most fucked up cop movie I've ever seen. Except for Bad our Training Day, that leads you to that. Yeah, but Bad Lieutenant's know? like, it's just weird. Like, it's, it goes places where you're like, what the it's hell going is in actually his, happening? Like, <laughs> his mind a little bit, yeah. so. That's and there's a, some weird scenes of him, like, doing odd things <laughs> as a cop. Yeah. Naked, standing with arms. With the women in the car. <laughs> the dead women? Were they dead? No, they were, no, they were in dead. a car. Like some young, really young as well. They were. It was odd. Really odd. So yeah, he was really off the rails, that guy. <laughs> That's Harvey Keitel. Awesome. So um, moving on, Casey Affleck plays Chris Allen. Awesome. And after last week, we awesome. watched um, Our Finest Hours with Casey Affleck, and we really liked him. And I said, oh, we've not seen him for a while. He crops up again this week. And, and I said, there's a movie I, I've seen him a long time ago that I remember thinking, Ugh, I do not like that guy at all. I didn't know he was who he was. It was a really long time ago. And over the years, he just gets better. And then this one, he's like, I'm, I'm convinced that somehow they found a cop, ex-Marine, who's actually a good actor, where you, you, know, you get the ex-Marines who are in movies who you don't get a good actor sometimes. But the, I was like... And I felt the tension that he built up because chewing that gum every single second. Chewing gum. Did he chew the gum in last week's movie too? No. 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 They were on I a... thought he had some gum in his mouth last week. I don't think so. No, he was eating an egg. He kept No, he was he eating an egg. Peeling an, an egg, egg yeah. right. That's the thing about he's he his characters are tightly wound yeah, on he, the inside. He's but good that at... chewing the gum is like it's the all that energy that he he's 
holding back from something. And we see him burst out a couple times. But I love that you don't... You pretty instantly realize everybody else think he's just a... He's kind of, okay, here's the new guy. Pat him on the head. He's from the easy part of town. And yet, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like he's... He's ready to spring in at any moment. You don't know what his past is, but you get good clues. The first time he bursts out, um, Marcus gives him some shit yeah. in that store, and he like he, he he kind of bites back, but he bites back, but very calmly. Yeah, like and chewing his gum. I think he's good. <laughs> I think that is his strength, Casey Affleck, playing really introverted, kind of moody, like that guy last week. M- moody, kind of you know, a little bit different to everybody else person. Not the outgoing, like his brother. Not like the... Charismatic. Charismatic guy. Like the kind of troubled guy in the corner, like that guy. And he's really good at that. And in this, I, I think... Thinking of all the Casey Affleck performances I've seen, I feel this is his best one. Like, that. I didn't think of... Kay- I was just thinking of this, this no, dude. No, the Jesse James one's pretty good. Yeah, it is, but this was... different. This was like... I forget about him. I think about this cop who's yeah. thrust into this he's training relaxed. day. Kind he's of thing. like relaxed into who he is, and he's prepared. It seems to me at any moment for any shit to go down. He's not worried about it. He's not. He doesn't have the burden of all these other characters. No. Of having made bad decisions, at least not that we've seen, right? Because all of the rest of them are making really bad, really bad decisions. I mean, and he's ready. It's like he's, especially when you get to the elevator part. Yeah. Near the end. And in the I was like, scene. he's just he's just that coiled spring ready to like In the scene where he's behind the shield. I mean he's not speaking really, but he's in charge of he's the whole charge. situation. Yeah, he's got in command. his own way. Like and everybody's taking the orders and he, you know he's got everybody's lives in his in his hands because he's the lead, isn't he? And we do see him watching some real footage. Of, of, like, in Afghanistan uh, yeah. or uh, Iraq or something where he's seeing, you know, it's, like, videos of IUDs exploding and, and people being injured. And so you're, and his wife comes in and says, I wish you would be watching porn instead. So <laughs> you know that that's where he's come from. But even in that tiny bit, it just tells you everything you need to know. You didn't need a scene of him explaining it to you or him sitting there with his head in his hand saying, my buddy died and I could have saved him. You don't need any of that. You've got this one little tiny clip of what a normal person of this kind of character would do. Sit at home and think, I've got a wife and a kid. I've got this normal job now. I, the war has fucked me up. But I've got to just keep it together. You know, that all of that comes together. And he pulls that off, I think. Yeah, I think he is the standout of the whole movie for me. Um, I don't know. Chiwetel Ejiofor. I think he's really good. Plays Michael Atwood. And he's like, well, everybody's a lead person in this. They are. And they all have varying degrees of um, each person as a different level of, like, grappling with what they're doing. You know, I mean, the the one guy with the ponytail, he just doesn't give a shit. And then you've got the Jesse guy who's on the other end of the spectrum who's a wreck because he can't let any of it happen. Because it's wrong, it's wrong. And then you've got Etuol and... um, uh, 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 Anthony, Mackie. Anthony Michael, where they're they're Mackie, there are different levels of accepting what they're doing and grappling with it, but different from each other too. And I think this guy now usually know, I'm with sold. Chewitel in any movies that I see him in, usually he's being like super charming, like you know love yep. actually, like yep. the charming guy, or he's or being kinky boots. or he's being kinky boots is an exception I think for him. I think that's a very different thing, but. 
in other movies, Hollywood movies, is either be is is it like a scientist guy or the voice of authority in some way. True. And it's all very basic, that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, okay. Whatever. And you feel like he's the man with the moral high ground, yeah, always. Yeah, like that. And this one, it's this like... This is not that at all. Oh, yeah. And even, he even looks quite different. Like, the, are these scars on his head, like his scars on his head? I don't or, know. I've never really seen his hair cut that short, but he's got scars on his head. It looks like he's been through some shit. But it made him look different to me. I was like, wow, he looks tougher or something. And he's kind of beefed Remember, up. Remember, he... Okay, they have... What we have going on here are like... Two of these heist people were ex marine are ex-Marine. Yeah. And two of them are current cops. He's one of the ex-Marines. Yeah. So, the same as Casey Affleck, who was also a Marine. Because all, all we know of that is that the sticker on the back of his vehicle says Semper yeah. Fi. And it has the USMC... Um, and the fact or, that he's watching yeah. those videos. Right, that comes a little later, but you that's all you need to know. Yeah. Okay, this guy is amongst the military police men. Wh- where is he going to go? Is it going to be good or bad? And so, Etual is also... I uh, like how you say his name different almost every time. <laughs> Ejafar, I believe it is. <laughs> Ejafar. Etual. Should we oh, tell, makes... tell Ejafar? I think that's what it is. Nice. Ejafar. <laughs> Should we call him Chewy like his friends? His friends do call him Chewy, but we're, we're not, not his, his friends. friends. No. <laughs> I won't be disrespectful. Next up is Kate Winslet as Arena Valsloff. Um, and she's... I said to you at the beginning, I, did, I knew that Kate Winslet was in this film because she's on the cover. But I was looking at this woman and I was like, that's not Kate Winslet. That's somebody else. She's very grown up. Yeah, I mean, it, I was like, wow. And it's just makeup and hair. But I, I could I couldn't see her for a minute, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, I see, I see." But um, she plays this Russian mob boss Wife. woman. But she's mob boss now. She, yeah, she's she's in charge. I'm feeling if her husband came home and she decided to slit I think his she's throat, in charge, yeah. yeah, she would be fine with that. And you know, it's one of those stereotypical Russian, um, you know, I don't think, actor I trying to do a Russian accent. I think. I, I mean, not, they don't seem like Russian accents to me. Know. They seem cartoonish. Yeah, but you don't talk to Russian people, do you? I mean, I, I've, I follow a couple of YouTubers who are Russian, and when they actually speak, it doesn't sound quite like somebody like that. It's a bit more natural. Yeah, but remember, she's trying to be very American. Trying to be it's very... It's like that Russian guy from Michael Bay movies. It's when he's doing his... Uh, it sounds like that. But that was the only thing I just didn't... I, I, I don't know. I guess I know Kate Winslet too well and know how she speaks, whereas that was bugging me a little bit. Yeah, but, but she speaks American a lot of times. And you're she fine she with does, that. and she's pretty good at it. But um, she was good, and she was definitely intimidating. And yes. She's not in a ton of scenes, to be honest, but what she is in, she's good. Norman Reedus plays Russell Welsh. You'll know him from... Um, Spoiler! The Walking Dead. <laughs> I know you're going to spoil gonna it. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> that probably spoiled something, just saying spoiler, but... Norman Reedus, you know him. Daryl from The Walking Dead. Also The Boondock Saints, which is an awesome movie. You should it is. watch it. Boondock um, Saints is better than Walking Dead. Yeah, both of them, actually. There's one and two. Um, so Norman Reedus plays this Russell Welsh, one of the crew. What did you think of him? I thought he was better in this than he is in Walking Dead, but he's quite very similar. similar. Yeah, very similar. But more relaxed and less broody, and so I felt like that was fair. Yeah. I thought the... <laughs> scene was the best one yeah it was good this is a really good <laughs> scene really sad <laughs> yeah clifton collins jr i didn't put down his actual character name but you'll know who he is because he um is, is the guy with the ponytail boondock saints too he's in boondock saints also he's also in adam sandler movie uh movies um he's a very recognizable face but he um 
plays one of the crew also. I liked him because he was very different from the rest of the crew. Everything he said, I was like, oh, yeah, he questions I'm saying, people. He's the other spectrum, though. Yeah. I don't think he questioned anybody. Yeah, when they when they did the heist at the beginning and they got to the garage to... And he said, like, stay away for... Everybody stay away for three days. Oh. He was the one who was... Everybody was like, okay. And he was the one who was like... He just he, he just kept picking at Chewajol. Like, why do we have to do... You know, kind of like, why are you the leader? Yeah. There was that kind of scenario from him. But um, what did you think of him? I like him in the moment. But unfortunately, I find him... And if I try to think of other things he's in... You only you had to tell me he was in Boondock Saints too. Yeah. I think he's very forgettable, and I don't like that, except that could be a huge compliment, because he's just that guy. I'm convinced in that moment, he's that guy, and then I move on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not thinking, what a performance by Daryl, what a performance by, you know, uh, Kate, what, you know, like that. So, I don't know. I feel like he gets typecast a little bit into roles of his... Yeah. Race. What? Nationality. What is that? He's Latino, right? I don't know. I feel feel like he gets... I've seen him on more than one occasion, and I'm trying to think back to what it was, as a prisoner with tattoos on him uh, in his jumpsuit in a prison hanging around with the kind of... these, these gang members from this movie. I've seen him many times. I don't as know that. if he is, though. He isn't in this movie. Fair. But <laughs> No, I, I'm saying I see him. I think he is. I think he's Latino. But, um, yeah, he's functional, I think. Yeah, and he's good because he's intense. There's a deleted he's... scene that he's in on this Blu-ray that is better than most of the scenes in the movie with him, which is interesting. Uh, Aaron Paul plays Gabe Welsh. Aaron Paul, um, as you know, from Jesse from Breaking Bad, he's really terrible in this movie, I think. I actually, there were scenes where I was like, wow, it's so melodramatic, like, it's, it's kind of crappy, you know? I said he's, it's the TV junkie guy. He's a, he's a junkie guy in this, so it's kind of obvious casting for him, because he's been a junkie guy in something else. Um, but is there anything you've ever seen Aaron Paul in and gone, wow, Aaron Paul's awesome? No. Even Need for Speed, where he was the hero of the whole thing, it, it was just average. Like yeah, it was just so, a little below average. Yeah, and it didn't. He didn't make it better. You know, the cars made it better. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing. So no, Aaron Paul, I was not thrilled by. Okay, I'll just to clarify. Clifton Collins Jr. is a native Angelino, which means he's from Los Angeles. He grew up destined to become part of the Latino entertainment industry. His great-grandparents on his mother's side were Mexican trumpet player and Spanish dancer who formed both. So you are correct. Yeah, and I've seen him be typecast into those prison... Like, I'm a tough guy. Um, I'm trying to think of movies he was in Pacific Rim. Yeah, I don't remember. Star Trek. Pretty sure he wasn't a tough guy in that, but I don't remember. (laughs) In the movies. He was in that crappy movie with Johnny Depp. Yes, he was. Transcendence. Yeah. God. I remember that. (laughs) That was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then finally in this lineup, Anthony Mackie plays Marcus Belmont. You'll know him as Falcon from the Avengers. Um, I like him a lot. I really do. He's got a lot of this charisma This to me, about it really, yeah, brought out a lot more in him than I have felt like I really... I was like, I, mean, I was looking forward to seeing every time he came back. Because yeah. was, he was in that position and one of those characters who had a, his slippery slide of what I'm willing to do to make this money... And where my moral compass is going to take me. And I thought he dealt with that really good. 
And this is directed by John Hillcote, who did The Road and Lawless. I've not seen either of those movies. The Road, I hear, is really good. We should see it. It's the uh, post-apocalyptic one with um, the guy from Lord of the Rings. He's with, he's with a boy, and he's they, they're walking the road, and walking. it's uh, after more the walking, world, like after Lord the of the Rings. Ended. Yeah, what's he what's he called? The guy from um, the guy from the Russian Sean movie. Bean. No, the guy from the movie Eastern Promises. That guy, where he's where he has a fight in the steam room, and he's all tattooed up. He's a Russian. I thought mob. that was Craig. No, Daniel Craig. It's not Craig. No, it's that other guy, the Russian guy from the. <sighs> He's just... I'm just losing it. Is this an old movie? No. Which movie? I only see The Road from 2011 and The Road from 2009. 2011, The Road, probably. Alright. Yeah, that guy. Okay. And what's what about him? Is it related I'm, to this? I was just trying to figure out who that guy was who was in The Road. How did that pop into your head? Because this guy, John he- Hillcote, directed The Road. Okay. I get you. Okay. What the hell is the guy's called? <laughs> He's like a Russian guy. <laughs> Didn't you just type it in? That's wrong movie. It's the wrong movie. The road. There's only the road. No, there's a whole bunch of them. Oh, John Hill Hillcote, the road. I'm gonna get it before you type it in. All, all right. Mm, he's in Lord of the Rings as well. I can see his face. It's that guy. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> the one who wouldn't climb up. Yeah, or, I don't. Climb up I don't know his name. What's his name? His name is. The. Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Okay. So, uh, John Hillcote directed The Road, and he directed Lawless. But I've not seen his other films, but now I really want to see him after seeing this. Because he's a good director. I mean, that's... He brings out something in people, for sure. Yeah. There's so And he's got an eye for how things should look. Because this movie, it's like you're... Some parts of it are like you're watching Cops. You know who else is in The Road? That boy. Robert Duvall. Yep. Guy Pierce. And Sherry's their own. Shirley's their own. Yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic so movie. Yeah, I think it comes up every year on my Halloween suggestions. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, there's some extras on this Blu-ray. Not a lot. In fact, it's enough, though. It has uh, deleted scenes. One of the deleted scenes is actually really cool because it's an alternate ending. In, in uh, it's it's the same ending, but yeah. in a different <laughs> different way. Shot in a different way, but. It's actually interesting. I, I liked it because it's so different to how it happens in the movie. It's I, I have a what if scenario of oh, I wonder if that if that was the actual bit in the movie, how would the rest of it be? You know, same. Well, I'm thinking they might have altered. They wouldn't have to. It's all it ends the same. It does end the same. It's just a different vibe. It's a bit less moody. True. The, the whole end of the movie is kind of moody and like dark, <laughs> and this scene is like bright daylight and not mood, not that moody. It's just violence. Um, there's also Under the Gun and An Authentic World. They're both featurette things. They're two minutes long. They're basically a trailer with some explanation of yeah how the film was made. They're not a making. No big like interviews means. or anything. No. So that's it on the Blu-ray. Um, but I recommend the movie highly. It is an e- excellent heist slash cop thriller. I put it up there really high with things like the town that I, agree. I love. You know, town, yeah, it's yeah. got a similar like guts to it. Yeah, so um, yeah, recommended. Really recommended, and I bet a lot of people don't even know what this movie is. I, I feel like it went under the radar. So yeah, it's out this Tuesday. You should watch it. Uh, thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray, and 
If you want to win a contest, go to aschoolie.com. There's one going on at the moment. Next week, we're looking at Michael Bay's new movie, 13 Hours. Um, so we're looking at that next week. Movie recommendations. I didn't write mine down, but I do have them in my head. <laughs> Number one is The Town. Of course. Which is an excellent heist movie. Because it was directed by Ben Affleck, ben Affleck. starring... Casey Affleck. Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck. Yeah. But yeah, you'll see Casey in there as well. Excellent, excellent, excellent heisty movie. People might not know that Ben Affleck directs movies. Gone Baby Gone, The Town. Very good. And uh, Argo. Not Fargo, Argo. Argo, yep. yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. And he's now, next up, he's directing the standalone Batman movie. So he's directing himself <gasps> in the Batman movie. Which got to be tricky. Um, so... Well, he's Batman, so he can pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I recommend The Town, and I also recommend, while I was watching this movie, I was like, oh yeah, this movie reminds me of that movie. Which I also loved. And now I can't think of what it is. <laughs> it was. Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. So, Gone Baby Gone and The Town are, are kind of similar-ish movies. They're set in exactly the same place. They've got a different story, obviously, but they've got the same vibe, you know? So, I recommend the Affleck-directed um, <laughs> Gone Baby collection, Gone. Collection. The Affleck it, collection. Yeah. Oh, well, the case is in both of those, too, isn't mm-hmm. it? And mine are going in line with the 2016 plan of telling you all the movies that I've ever seen. That you're I'm never going to do this of. within 2016. If I you're only not. on A and you're halfway through the year, <laughs> almost. <laughs> you are. You know what that tells me? I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah. My list is over 2,600. So yeah, we're in the A's. So if you're keeping track and making notes every week, which is awesome, but I've got the spreadsheet if you want it. Um, also, my list is public. If you look up Sid Talk on IMDb, you'll probably find my list anyway. But this week, we are up to another 48 hours. Not great. Another Earth. It was pretty good. Gary Witter. That was good. Ant-Man. It was fine. I wasn't huge. It was fun, but, you know, whatever. Ants with a Z. Forgettable. I know I've watched it because it was, uh, you know, I loved Bug's Life and Ants it was, coming out. It's not as time. good as Bug's Life. It is not. It is a different moody. It's kind of it's got Woody Allen and Sylvester Stallone, and it's just not as good. Any given Sunday, which is fine. You I like love, it more than I, I do. I don't like American football, but I like that movie. Um, Apocalypse Now, uh, fantastic. And Apocalypto, also fantastic. Apocalypse Now, one of the my favorite films ever. And Apocalypto, a lot of people will not know, is directed by Mel Gibson, funded by Mel Gibson. This is a long time ago, but it's really good. It's a little weird if you're not used to a movie where there's absolutely no dialogue that you're ever going to understand. And there's very little dialogue anyway. Doesn't need it. It's good. It is the story basically of, um, well, I don't know if it's actually the story of it. I've never looked it up. But you get the vibe that it's the story of like when the, like people who live just in tribes And then in when the America was discovered. Uh, I um, mean, South Not America. so much, but when the, the... What are they called? Like the people who would... Explorers. Right before that is when it's happening, right? Because these bigger cultures are starting to gobble up. They're pulling slaves from the jungles. And then you also get the hint that these conquistadors and are coming. And you you actually, little, There's actually a scene yeah, where they come, isn't there? Right. So you get to see this like changing moment of... The, and it's just from the point of view of like one guy, really, in a tribe. It looks beautiful. It may not be as good now if I watch it no, again. No, I think it is pretty good. But actually. it's good. Yeah, it's really like detailed. It looked expensive. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was, and it was a huge flop. And so it's, yeah. it cost a lot to make, and not many people. So if you're gonna watch Apocalypse Now, just get Apocalypto to go with it. It's a very long movie. Yeah, Apocalypse <laughs> Now is like gonna, three hours. Yeah, you're gonna be in for a very long night. So I would watch Apocalypto, and then if you want to cheer up, watch Apocalypse Now. <laughs> That's yeah. how depressing it is. <laughs> so games and a scully stuff this week. I've been playing Doom again. Uh, I don't really need to talk about it. I still th- think Doom is one of the best first-person shooters in the last five years um you should play it it's definitely an excellent campaign i've been playing a little bit more of the multiplayer like i said last week i wasn't really interested i actually got into the multiplayer quite a bit it's kind of fun it's really fast it's good if you just want five minutes of shooting and then you want to go off and do something else it's kind of satisfies the shooting itch yeah some of us don't have that ability i i often have that during the day i might be doing something and then go i just want to sit down and shoot some things for five minutes and then be done with that okay if i have that and I sit down and say, oh, I just want to sit down and play The Sims for five minutes. Well, it, or Plants vs. Zombies for five minutes, right? Because you can do rounds. Yeah. And you're done with the little game. It won't last five minutes. Yeah, but, I'll be there for ten hours. But to be honest with me, five minutes can turn into an hour. Okay. It, so you're making yourself sound a lot yeah. more controlled than you yeah. are. So um, I played Doom. Yeah, definitely. If you've not played Doom, you should. Uh, the other thing, and this isn't game related, it's TV related, but I thought I would mention it. We watched the first episode of Preacher this week. Also comic book related. Which is the new show on AMC. It's, yeah, based on the comic book from 1996. Um, and, you know, we're not familiar with the world of Preacher at all. I just knew that this series was coming and I'd seen the trailer and I knew AMC. I, I kind of trust AMC, even though they are a bit wonky with Walking Dead on... on I love Better Call Saul, which they did. I love Mad Men, which they did. And Preacher looked like the right kind of crazy that I like, like from Dust Till Dawn. It kind of reminded me of that. So we watched the pilot episode. What did you think? Loved it. What does it... Loved it. It's very different. Like, it's not like other... Like It's like Dust Till Dawn-ish. It's, it's not like it's it. It's nutty, like... But you have to let go of your TV watching inhibitions. Or, mm. Yeah, inhibitions at the beginning. And just let it happen, because it is a hybrid movie TV experience where you're going to get things that you'd go, <laughs> like, that's like, it just goes... <sighs> they definitely go, they, because, you know, it's not HBO. So Yeah, it's not HBO. But they go but really... F- Walking Dead has cracked open a lot of yeah, avenue for blood so. and guts and violence. But this this seems meat. more violent than The Walking Dead to me, like because it But it isn't really. It's real abrupt when something happens. It's like But it's not any worse than somebody standing there killing a bunch of people and somebody getting an arrow no. through their eyeball and somebody getting their head chopped off and people hanging from ropes. I mean, it's, that's The this, Walking Dead. And this has also got like a sense of humor to the whole thing. It is tongue in cheek. There's a scene in an airplane which is awesome. I have to Yeah, very good. Um, it's like Kingsman. It's, yeah, it really is like Kingsman. If you like Kingsman, that kind of humor, where it's silly, but it's violent. It's, you know, it's, I mean, that's just a fight, a bunch of men. Yeah, but I mean, it's violent. like Dust Till Dawn. It's silly in, in parts, and you're like, wow, this is really crazy and daft. But then in another part, somebody's ripping somebody's throat out. It's really gory. This is what <laughs> Preacher is. And it's the story of, well, there's a huge story going on. But Let's let him watch it. Our, our, the main character, Preacher... It's focused around him. He's flawed. Yeah, he's a man He's who, a flawed preacher. That's pretty much the heart of it. Well, I like the whole global... There's a global story on top of it, which the pilot introduces you to really well. You can see that the rest of the show is going to be focused, I think, smaller, like like within our group of characters. I don't know. But what's going on... I don't know about that. From the, the opening scene of the pilot of Preacher, 
with the African church. It sets the tone immediately. I yep. was like, oh, I'm in. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Like, it's... Somebody is, blew up. Yeah, like, this is the right amount of craziness that I like. So, yeah, it's on AMC. It's on Sunday nights. It's actually in the Walking Dead spot. So, um... Fills in the gap. Yeah, fills in the gap. And, um... Unfortunately, it's not on this weekend because of the holiday weekend, but it is back next week. So uh, you can actually catch the pilot episode again on Sunday night. So yeah, Preacher is excellent. I actually want to read the comics really badly now, but then I also don't want to spoil the show. So it's I'm a, a dilemma, you know. So Sid Talk, what's for dinner? Jimmy John's. It's <laughs> very short. It is hot. I am hot. I have sweat in places I don't like it to be, and that's from doing nothing. I haven't exercised. I'm simply sweating because I have more fat cells on me than you do, and so fat has a lot of water. And what happens when you put a glass of ice water on your counter? Condensation. I, my theory scientifically is this. That wasn't very cold. You didn't have <laughs> ice in it. My theory is this, unscientific theory, that if I got a lot of fat cells and I got a lot of extra water in them, and I'm sitting in a room... That's just condensation coming out of me. That's what sweat is, right? So I'm like a sweaty glass of tea sitting here. That's good for you. It's like a sauna. I wish. (laughs) I wish it was good for me, but I hate it. If my hair is sweaty, like down the... Ugh, I just hate it. It's not even that hot in here. What's it, like 85? In this room, 84. Right, see? That's really hot for your house. Hmm. We don't live in, like, 1895. We have an air conditioner. Why am I torturing myself? But... I'll look at the bill very quickly after this, and I'll be like, that's why I'm doing it. So I can spend more money on Jimmy John's. So there you go. But that's what we're having for supper. Uh, And my advice? You see my advice? Your advice is? Yeah, my advice is, and this is just from observing and being asked to be amongst these people, do not, okay, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Consider not being or becoming a chronic collaborator. And by that I mean a person who can't fucking think for themselves or do a project on their own or make decisions about a thing on their own and then tell other people this is what we're doing. And rather, I'm not a collaborator. I'm not good at it, really. I do it when I have to, right? If there's a project that I can't, I don't have the skills to do the other 50 things and I can do my one little thing, then I get it. I'll, but then again, I will go over on my own, do my part. And then throw it over at the group and let them do what they want with it. I am not the person who says, well, now I don't know. Let's ask so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and see what they say. And we'll wait a week. What did they say? Well, now we need to get together with so-and-so and so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And we'll talk about it next week. Or, well, I don't know. Maybe we should all just get together and discuss it. No. No. Make a decision. It depends on the circumstance. I understand that. But I've met people recently, and I'm calling them chronic collaborators because they're too chicken shit to make a decision. Or they don't have the confidence, right? One of the two. You're too afraid to make a mistake, so you want everybody else to be in on the pot so everybody can be blamed. Or you're just not confident enough, even when you are convinced inside of you that your idea is the best that your skills are the best, that you could go off on your own and do this thing and then bring it back to the group and everyone would be like, ooh, ah, no, you don't have the confidence. Now, I might be cocky, arrogant, a little overconfident, or I just don't give a shit. Because if I'm doing a project, I will ask a few things. For example, for my upcoming 30th class reunion, I'm making a little design 
to make some stadium cups, you know, that say class of 86, 30th reunion. And the last time I just did them and they were like a surprise and everybody who got one was like, oh my God, that's so cool. We love it. Of course, they're going to love it. That's how people are. They're appreciative of the effort. This time I was like, okay, I'm going to show some different ideas to everybody and just see what everybody thinks. And then, and as soon as I posted the little thing, I I was like, oh, you know what? If even one person tells me to change something, I'm going to be annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody did, of course. And only like five people responded, so... We only had 45 in our class anyway, but it was like, I have this, this thing of not being good at the group thing. Now, it comes in handy sometimes, but you need to balance it out. Sometimes, if someone hands you a project or asks you to do something, just be like, you know what? I got this. I will do all the planning, all the research, all the work, all the effort, and I will do it for gratification for myself, and the thing will get done, and then we'll go from there. So don't be a chronic collaborator. Because it kind of makes you... Okay, this is really harsh, but it kind of makes you like nothing. Because if, if you're always <laughs> part of a group decision, though, and let's say 5% of the time you actually speak up or your ideas actually get heard in a smaller percentage of the times you have the balls to speak up, right? Or the nerve or the vagina, however you want to talk about somebody being tough. If you got the vagina to do it. Um, chances are your input isn't making a difference. And so why are you even there? I would rather stand out on my own, do a thing, and have everybody think it's lame or have lots of flaws, even though I don't, I don't really want to hear it, but I'm fine with it. Like, I'm not precious about anything, right? If people wanted to change my design, I'm more than happy to do it. It's not like, no, don't, I'm the artist. I got, you know, it's more like, I just want to get it done and not wait for everybody to come to a decision. That's my thing I was dreading. That if five people had different suggestions and then they're like, oh, can you change this and change it? And then I'd have to post it again and then wait for everybody's suggestions. That would be my thing is the extended, you know. So that's my, it just annoys me. I don't I, know why. I would also add, if you're a homeowner, uh, <laughs> this week I cleaned our dryer vent nice. out and I haven't done it for since we moved in. No, that's not true because you had to fix it. I fixed it when we moved in because the, the no, pipe you fixed that... it just recently. I mean, not like two years ago, maybe. I remember. Yeah. No. Yeah, you pulled it out, fixed it because it was really sweaty in there, and then it got it got sweatier again over the last couple of years. Right. So uh, we have a weird whoever did it put the. Um... That's not weird. That's very common. Right. It's common, but the pipe that you buy to fix to the back of your dryer and then fix to where it fixes inside the wall they're general I, I was looking at them this week they're generally about uh 10 feet long i was is longer than that so we when we got a new one we bought, got two and i taped it all together so it's not the best let's say but anyway it's been weird recently so i took it off to clean. weird as in the room gets really sweaty and the light goes off <laughs> yeah the lights actually broke um, needs a new bulb but the uh it was being weird so i took it all off and i took it outside and I, you know, obviously there's tons of lint in one of those things. I emptied it, emptied it, and then three dead birds fell out the end of it. So, what I'm saying to you is... If clean you out your vent. Clean out the vent, because our vent was a nest. There was a nest in there, just twigs and three dead birds. Two little baby birds and a big bird. that had fell down and ended up yeah. steaming to death. <laughs> oh, dear. You know, yeah, so it can't be a very nice death, can it? No. So, 
have a look at your dryer vent because if you've got anything weird going and on, you might just have to get a cage to put over your dryer vent, which you can buy, which we need to get yeah. to cover the end of the dryer vent up because Correct. this those is birds, really boring advice, but I get what no, you're it's saying. good advice actually. Um, that because you're why unless something goes wrong with that kind of thing, you're never going to look at it. True. It's not the kind of thing where you're like, oh. I know what I'll do this afternoon. I'll clean that That's vent. not true, because I think the gentleman who owned this house before us was a proactive guy. He right. would have been checking that shit every month. Yeah. So there you go. That's I your... would always forget about that. I mean, Put it I... on your calendar. Yeah. If you've got on the calendar which weeks are recycling weeks, you can put on the calendar to check the dryer vent. But yeah, I bet you there might be people out there listening and go, well, I've never even looked at mine. And then they go and look and there's a bird in there. So, or yeah. mice. If your thing is down low, there's going to be mice. mice. It could be a dead squirrel. It could be a squirrel's nest. It could be anything. Yeah. And it's really common. Uh, I googled dryer vents and birds. It's horrible. <laughs> you might not want to look at that. So uh, I'll remind you about our website. It's aschoolie.com and sitzo.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the Google Play. The um, Google Play. If you're on Android or the iTunes Music Store if you're on Apple. You can catch it on the uh, aschoolie.com slash podcast. You can subscribe or just listen straight from the page. Email feedback to me, aschoolie at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And um, stay classy. All of these people in this movie, apart from Aaron Paul. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Or someone's going to be doing it for you.